Thank you for tuning in to Grassroots Television. Visit grassrootstv.org for on-demand community archive footage, as well as educational, inspiring, and entertaining local programming. A contribution to Grassroots TV allows us to bring your voice to the valley and to preserve media that will be enjoyed by future generations. Visit us at grassrootstv.org and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Twitter. We encourage you to support all the local businesses and citizens that generously underwrite grassroots programming and play an integral role in nurturing open communication among the residents of the Roaring Fork Valley since 1972. Thank you for tuning in to Grassroots Community Network. Hello, I'm Ira Bedzo, and this is The Good Life, a show that talks about all aspects of human flourishing, from physical and mental health to social and spiritual well-being. The topic of today's show is the values of success, and I will be speaking with Catherine Sand, who is the director of Aspen Family Connections. Catherine, welcome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about Aspen Family Connections. What is its philosophy, and, and whom does it serve? Okay, so Aspen Family Connections is a family resource center, and family resource centers exist in many places, including actually in the further down the Roaring Fork Valley, but it's fairly new to this part of the valley, to the Pitkin County area, and so that's who we serve, is people with children who live in Pitkin County, essentially. It's the simplest way of talking about it. And a family resource center can do many things, but essentially, I think we do two things. First of all, uh, but, they're, but they're not dissimilar. The first thing is we connect people with resources that they need to uh, proceed on their family journey in whichever way they need, to solve problems, to get ahead, to change things, to whatever they want. It's really up to the family. And we also um, have a quite an extensive program that's a kind of prevention program, which is sort of parenting education, information, sharing, community building, and we've had a program of over 30 uh, different topics that we've addressed, actually even more than that when I add it up, um, throughout this year. And this is the, we're in the second year of our existence, so we've been doing this for about a year and a half now. And how did the Aspen Family Connections uh, become created? What, what was the, the discussion around, what was the, the needs assessment that showed that there would be value in, in creating this program? Well, there was actually a needs assessment, and that was undertaken at the behest, really, of Pitkin County Human Services, who have a very progressive attitude to serving families and uh, creating strength and keeping children safe, um, and uh, the school district. And it was felt that um, people in, in Aspen, in the county, you know, have needs like anyone else. It's just a place to live like anywhere else but they didn't always know how to get the help they needed, and there wasn't an obvious place for them to go. So um, human services might end up dealing with some of those families, or the schools, and they really weren't equipped to connect people with the resources that were out there. And we have a lot here. We really are rich in nonprofits and in agencies and in programs and initiatives and just you know, plain helpfulness. You know, This is an incredibly supportive community, but you have to know how to find those resources, and you have to be able to ask, and you have to have a place to go. So they wanted to create a hub, and that's what we are. Mm -hmm. so and if it was, if it was uh, the needs assessment was done by the Health and Human Services, did they see it as a, a public health need, or was it broader than that in terms of a community need? I think it's broader. I really do think it's broader. It's about community need in its broader sense. I think it's health in its broader sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what does it take to live a, 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 the life you want to live here, mm -hmm. to be successful, you might say. 
No, it's funny. It's almost uh, as if uh, it's perfect for the show The Good Life that deals with physical and mental health, but also social and spiritual health as well. There's that Maslow's hierarchy of needs that while phys physical benefit is, is of importance, we don't stop there. Uh, we continue for full actualization when we can. Right, and, I, and I, I always return to the notion of connectedness, because connectedness in every aspect, connectedness to your community, whatever your community is, to your environment, um, to your, your children's school, to other people, I think that's an important ingredient in an important value behind the founding of Aspen Family Connections. And so did Department of Human Services, the school district, Public Health Department, MindSprings Health, our, our mental health provider in the community. Um, we all know that every, and then a, a bunch of others, you know, the Buddy Program is an amazing partner, Youth Zone is an amazing partner, Kids First, which is a early childhood resource center that exists in Pitkin County. So, you know, all these people came together and said, we just want to, we want to work together better. And by working together better and connecting people with more things, we improve the community. And how did you become the director of Aspen Family Connections? Had, like, what uh, was your path? Well, my path. Well, <laughs> not your whole path, just the one that goes really, up to you. Really, the most recent path. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I often say to people, I don't know that I have a ton of qualifications for this, but I have some, uh, there are things about me. First of all, I'm a parent. Um, I brought up my children here in this valley, so I have a pretty good idea about what it's like to be here. Um, I've run nonprofits, so in a practical sense, I know how to how nonprofit life works. Um, and uh, the other thing I've done, which I, I always think is is probably my most important calling card, is that I've spent a number of years working for the Aspen Thrift Shop, which, if you don't know, is one of our most venerable institutions. I think it's almost 70 years old. Um, it's an all-women organization. It's a very philanthropic organization. We we we, and I'm still involved as a volunteer. We we uh, donate. Um, over $600,000 a year to nonprofits in our community. And I've been working on that grants program. So I knew a lot of people. So I'm a connector. I think if I had a job title, it might be connector, because I do know a lot of people. And that's, um, that's been a great benefit. So I think that's maybe part of why they, they thought I might be suitable for the job. Mm -hmm. So uh, I saw that when the Aspen Family Connections was first created, and, and people were talking about what its purpose was and, and what its mission would be, uh, that you said that successful children come from successful families, and that your part in creating successful families is by connecting people, as, as you are the connector, with information, services, and what's available in the community. Uh, what did you mean when you talked about success in terms of successful families or uh, successful children? Well, I feel very strongly that there's no recipe for success. I think we are, society might lead us to believe that, you know, whether it's you need a nice house or you need a fancy car or your kids need to go to Stanford. You know, there are all kinds of values that people and, and, and definitions of success. I think the key thing is it's up to you as a family. Like, I wouldn't come and say to you, Ira, you know, this is what you and your three beautiful daughters need. This is, this is the path you should take. I really think that families um, should define their own terms and their own values. And our job is not to comment on those or really, you know, have a view. It's to help them get to where they want to be. And if, if things aren't going right, people generally notice, know that. I mean, one of the things I say when, if I meet a family that's really experiencing conflict or crisis of different kinds, I always say, they didn't, they didn't dream of this when they were a kid. They weren't, they weren't thinking, you know, how can I have this, you know, chaotic, difficult, stressful life you know, they imagined, I don't know, whether it was their white picket fence and their house and their kids and their dog. And I think 
I just think it's really important to listen to families. So family voice is a key ingredient of what we do. So we, we don't have the answers for anyone. I don't know what's right for you. Just as I don't even know what's right for myself, frankly. But we're all on a journey. And I think that uh, as a hub, as a connecting organization, our job is to help people um, get to where they want to be. And we might, we might have ideas. We might say to them, for example, you know, you know your child is, isn't getting on very well with you at the moment. Have you thought of finding them a buddy through the buddy program so they'll have another adult in their lives who isn't their family so they can develop a healthy adult relationship with someone else? And that's, a, that's an amazing service that exists for free in our community, mm -hmm. and we can make that referral and connect you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, we might suggest things to people, but really it's, it's their call. We are only there to do what families need. And so one of the obstacles that you know, I see of success is not only about opportunity or resources, but sometimes it's even in the psychology in terms of people realizing that success is possible. Um, how does Aspen Family Connections reach out to those people who can be successful but don't realize yet that they can be? Well, I, I mean, I'd like to think that everybody can be successful. People, however, we all deal with a great deal of stuff in our lives, and we know that this is not the easiest place to live. I would argue that most places are quite difficult to live in, in the modern world, that life is stressful, that you know, work is stressful. But there are some particular things about living here that I think make it quite challenging. First of all, as we know, some of the infrastructure, housing is expensive and scarce. Uh, work could be irregular um, and seasonal and precarious. Um, there's also a sort of Aspen effect <laughs> that I often see, which is that people don't find it easy to ask for help here. We're all supposed to be very, very grateful, and of course we are, because we have this, these mountains and these amenities and this possibility and these incredible schools, and we're all supposed to sit around and say, well, good for us. But actually, it is quite hard living here. We know that there's a high degree of mental illness and substance use and substance abuse in this community. Uh, we know there's a lot of stress and anxiety. We know that kids face a great deal of academic pressure, of other kinds of pressure. And we all have to look great. We all have to get up at four in the morning and skin up a mountain. I don't know if you've engaged in that pursuit, but... I wouldn't call it skinning. <laughs> I would say struggling up a mountain. Right. Well, when I moved here from, from London, I was amazed that people did that kind of thing. And it made me feel immediately a little bit inadequate because I didn't even know you could go up a mountain on skis. And I'm being facetious, but not really, because I do think that we set ourselves very high standards here. Um, the Aspen you know, idea is a wonderful thing, but it could be a little bit oppressive. So I think, um, you know, I, I think our job is to help, help people along their continuum of family life. And if they're struggling with something, it's okay to ask for help. And that's, I would say, the hardest thing. So for me, a definition of success might be the ability to ask for help. Given the difficulties of, uh, of living in Aspen, uh, what is the value of trying to have people stay living in Aspen as opposed to moving elsewhere? Well, um, for that you would have to, you know, look at look, look at this community. I mean, my husband moved here. He said he moved here because there were two hardware stores, and that was his definition of a good community—a place where you, all year round there are people, and there's activity, and there's vibrancy, and there's life. And uh, we're not a uh, we're not completely a bedroom community, even though very a huge number of people who work here and, and contribute to the value of Aspen don't actually get to live here. But let's think more broadly of our valley. You know, we want people to be able to live wherever they want in this valley, ideally. And um, I think 
I, I don't know. I think that's an easy question. I mean, I think we, we should want people to live here. No, I'm glad it was an, an easy right. question, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's an obvious answer, right. isn't it? No, no, so it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned one of the uh, ideas of, of success is being able to ask for help. Uh, sometimes the difficulty asking for help is uh, people see themselves as, as taking from others or, or unable to give back in return, uh, where the difficulty of, of community life anywhere uh, is also the opportunity of community life, where people live in relation with each other, they don't just live next to each other. Well, there's a huge amount of volunteerism in Aspen, so I think mm -hmm. you're right. I think one of the difficulties of asking for help or express, or, or perhaps even articulating that not, not everything is perfect for us all, is that there's there's very little and I, there's very little privacy. What I call privacy, what you call privacy here. You know, it's impossible, largely impossible, to leave your leave your home and not run into someone you know. Um, if something happens to you, everybody knows about it immediately. Um, people fear judgment. In my experience, actually, there isn't a, there isn't that much judgment. I mean, I I haven't encountered a lot of that. I think we are a forgiving community, but it doesn't always feel that way. And um, I just think that asking for help is an enormous strength for people to, to, to call someone they don't really know and say, you know, are you able to, to, to hook me up with some services? To Can I talk to you about what's happening to my child? Um, is a great strength. And I've seen so much receptiveness in this community to people asking for help. This is an incredible place. You know, people want to help each other and be helped too. Uh, you mentioned uh, listening to family voices. How are those family voices expressing themselves? Is it top down from parent to child? Is it collaborative from child and parent having equal say in families? What is the dynamic of those voices that, that you're listening to? I think, I think it comes from everyone. And I think that everyone has a voice. And one of the important things about the program of Aspen Family Connections is that we really listen to the whole family. So when when we might, for example, receive a referral about a child who's struggling some way in school, and 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 the the person referring might be a school counsellor says, you know, we think things aren't great at home. So our, we our strategy and our our, our the, the mechanism we use is to have a family meeting, and what we try and do is work with the family to bring everyone to that meeting who might possibly able to be able to help them to begin with and you know we can add to that but if for example they have a, a great um, pastor in their church and somebody who really supports them we'd want them to be there to help support them um, if we think that Mindsprings Health which is an incredible community mental health partner can um, can assist the family with family counseling or therapy for a person for an individual we'll bring them in that kind of thing so we bring everybody together and and then we and then we listen. But when we listen, we're not just listening for that child. It's not okay. Tell us what's going on. We think, well, you know, does, do other people in the family need help? Is dad struggling with a drinking problem, or is dad or somebody out of work, or is somebody sick? Um, what about the siblings? Siblings are often invisible, particularly when they're younger. Everyone's like, oh, the little one's fine, but maybe not. You know. A part of what we do is not just deal with people's immediate issues, but we think preventively. That's our job, is to think about what can we do to ensure that things go well now and ongoing, and how can we help these people to be sustainable? So we're not just sticking a Band-Aid on whatever's going on right now, mm -hmm. but we're giving them some tools, giving them access to some stuff that they need for the future. And how does, how does that work? I, I can understand when you see an acute need or when families come with an acute need, to provide them with uh, opportunities or resources and so forth. Um, but then is it a matter of proactive follow-up on Aspen Family Connections or 
do have a high retention rate of families who have been helped who now want to be invested in um, through these connections? I think it swirls around. We case manage, so if, if a family were to come in and chat with us about, even about something pretty, you know, like I need a summer camp for my kid, we'll be following up, you know, just to make sure that the resources we've given them have worked out, for example. Um, yeah, there are some families who need a lot of case managers management. I mean, it ebbs and flows like in life. You know, things will go a bit better and things might take a little bit, go back a bit. Our, our goal is to keep everybody moving forward. But, mm -hmm. you know, inevitably it's a kind of mixed picture. Right. And the, the families that you, that you um, connect with or, or provide connections for are in Aspen all the way through the Roaring Fork Valley. They're Pitkin County. Pitkin County. So Pitkin County is a kind of weird and wonderful geographic specimen because it includes um, a good part of basalt and then it includes some outlying communities, Redstone, Marble, um, Meredith, Thomas, I bet you've never been there. But people, people, live, people live in these fairly remote parts of the county and, and they, they also need and deserve support. So we do our best have you found certain? Them. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you found certain trends in terms of what types of supports people are needing more often than others or uh, certain demographics needing more resources than others? Or how, given your, your swath of, of uh, demography, what have you been finding? Well, I have to be careful because we've been doing this a year and a half. So I, I, I really, I don't want to, we obviously, we collect, we do our best to collect data and we, we think about things. I, I, um, I don't want to be, I have to be careful generalizing based on a year and a half because, you know, we, we still have to get to know our constituency and we're still learning what people need. I would say the highest and most obvious trend, and it's not a surprise to anyone, uh, relates to mental health. And I use mental health in its broadest definition. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know uh, Andrew Romanoff, who's an incredible mental health advocate in the state of Colorado, and he, I've heard him say that mental health and substance abuse are really the same thing. So I'm using that general, broader sense. Mental health is, is, is a need. People have a need to talk, they have a need for therapy, they have a need for treatment, they have a need um, for individual work, for family work, for their systems, you know, I would say that would be the, the largest trend. And I would also say that that's very much reflected in the services in addition to us that have been funded by Pitkin County, Aspen Valley Hospital, the police department, um, in terms of coalescing their funding and support of for mental health treatment in the community. Mm. So. There's a lot of work being done to sh to connect people to those resources, to make them more accessible, to make them to available when people can't pay. So that's part of. The, I would say that's of the number one trend. And have you found that your focus on on mental health uh, matched the needs assessment for Health and Human Services, or has there been uh, a, a broader need than the needs assessment didn't, didn't wasn't aware of? You know, I'd like to. I'd like to think so. Um, I, I don't know that we picked up on things that people didn't see coming. Um, what I like about what we do is a sort of what I call the messy vitality. So, you know, yes, of course, there's some of that. But then sometimes you can make a difference in smaller ways. I'll give you an example. So, um, we w I've been working with a, a, a young man um, in at, at a high school in the valley, and he, uh, you know, he has lots of lots of struggles in his life. And I won't go into those, but one of the things his therapist said is that you know he might really do well with a bike. He needs a bicycle, and uh, that was an easy one for me because obviously there are lots of people around here with bikes. But I found uh, an organisation 
um, that's called Roaring Fork Cycling. This is a fairly new nonprofit. And their mission is to connect young people to health and you know, success through bikes. So they didn't just give them a bike. That, that's not the way it works. Their, their program is, is, is so much deeper than that and more profound. So they gave him a bike, but they also gave him, uh, required of him to do some sessions with a bike coach to go out and actually learn to use his bike. And I think that's genius because it provides instruction. It it's some responsibility. It's not just here you go, here's a bike. Um, an engagement, a skill, a piece of adult mentorship, all in one. It's like the beauty of this simple activity is incredible. And the fact that we get to do things like that and think out of the box and you know, think about what, what does this particular person need is what makes my life so rewarding. So it's not, there's no cookie cutter for this. It's so interesting. I, I see two great values of that, of that example. The first is usually someone with a hammer sees everything as a nail. Um, but the more tools you have in your toolbox, you don't have to see everything through that one nail, if you will. Uh, so it, having Aspen Family Connections involved with so many different organizations allows even those organizations to be more creative, um, as opposed to just deferring to, for your, you to be creative. They themselves can become more creative right, themselves. This is their mission, so that's exciting yeah. for them, and it's incredibly rewarding for us. And who mm. knows, maybe you change a life. At the very least, you affect a life, and you open a window for somebody whose windows are pretty pretty stuck closed, you know? And I and it's also absolutely organic to hear. I mean, what's more, you know, Aspen than getting on an, a mountain bike? Yeah. Well, so that goes to the second value that I see in, is a lot of times we see big problems in terms of big monoliths. Um, and big monoliths are hard to knock down. Uh, but if you can see or if you can show that big problems really are made up of so many different smaller components, you can start working off of those smaller components that it's easier to then deal with a bigger problem. It's almost as if you talk about skinning up a mountain. Uh, you don't have to look at the whole mountain, you just have to look at the next step. That's exactly right. And I, I, I love the way you describe that. And I think that that's sometimes we feel defeated. I mean, everyone feels defeated. I mean, if you, if you, you know, some of the, the stories that we hear, people have some, are dealing with some very big things. But if you can start to make a difference, then, you know, we're achieving something. We're achieving something, so yeah. And I know that you've you've haven't been around for so long, but how uh, are you looking to uh, measure your success or your impact? You know, so that's a really good question, and and I've thought about that. Um, in a funny way, I will measure our success by how busy we are. I mean, if we, I know it sound it might sound counterintuitive. I mean, if I if you said you know nobody's coming through the door, that represents success because we've helped everybody. That wouldn't be realistic. So I think success for us will be growing our ability to reach more people and to reach them better. I mean, there are communities within our community that we haven't yet really, we haven't got to yet. I mean, I would identify, for example, the early childhood community. There are lots of people here with young families. That's a stressful time in anyone's life. It represents a big transition in all kinds of, we know that that's hard. And so we have a great uh, resource and a hub in terms of, of Kids First, and we have amazing preschools in this valley, highly trained professionals. So we need to work on reaching those families. And that obviously that's, that's the biggest bang for your buck, right? Because if things aren't going well in preschool and you can help a fi family with their dynamics, with their resources, with their ability to help themselves, with their sustainability, then maybe we'll never see them again.
And that's the goal, is like try to prevent, get in early. You know, we're not a crisis organization. There are incredible people here to deal with crisis. We're here to help people prevent things happening or prevent things getting worse. So. Mm -hmm. And how has been the, the reception of, of Aspen Family Connections to the different organizations that you've been working with? Have they been running to you or have you been running to them, if you will? I, I just cannot even tell you how amazing local organizations are. It's sort of invidious to, to name people, but you know, there's no one, whether it's the Community Foundation or Pathfinders uh, or the Buddy Program or, or Youth Zone or the schools. The schools are incredible. There are people working in these schools who do, who, who give so much to young people and it's not part of their job description they're teachers often or counselors so I just think we um, we are very fortunate we've received nothing but support mm -hmm. absolutely and people go out of their way to support us and to think of ways in which we they can help families that we're involved with mm -hmm. and I, I know you mentioned that there are other types of organizations that do this outside of the Roaring Fork or Pitkin County uh, have you been learning from them, or is Aspen so unique, or, or is Pitkin County so unique, or in general, our community so unique that it's difficult to have a cookie cutter type? We're of not that unique. <laughs> don't, don't, never believe that. We like to, people might like to say so. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. We might have some harder. We might have more expensive housing. We might have a different job situation. People, you know, different stresses. We're not special or unique. Um, there's a one of our the partners that collaborated in our in our being, if you like, is the Roaring Fort School District's Family Resource Centre, and I think they've been doing that for 21 years. They actually have they're at the point where they have family liaisons in uh, every single school in the Roaring Fort School District. That's an amazing resource, and they are highly trained, highly skilled people who work with families, who connect them with resources. So it's a slightly different model, but the principle is the same. So we can learn from, we can absolutely learn from everybody else. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I got to say, it's a lot, right? It, it's so I'm much. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. Know, it's like, I can't stop talking about it because it is, it is, um, I'm very fortunate. I, mm -hmm. you know, was in, entrusted with a part of this. And I feel sometimes it's a bit like surfing a wave, you know, that, that there are times when it feels precarious and we have to grow and we have to fundraise and we have to, um, create a more sustainable um, economic model, just to be boring. But in terms of what we do, there's really nothing that, that can or should stop us, right? Mm -hmm. We are here to collaborate with some very pro progressive agencies. The Department of Human Services in, um, in Picking County is an incredible partner mm -hmm. for us. Uh, it's all about getting people the services they need, whether they're economic services or mental health services. There's a lot going on here. And we will do everything we can to get them what they need. Well, I'll tell you, what, what was so exciting for me about Aspen Family Connections is it, it highlights the, the relationship between the micro and the macro. For example, uh, you know, all of the organizations that you are working with uh, are, are helping people. But there may not be a transfer of information to the people who need the uh, the people who might need the help or the people who are willing to give the help, uh, where you might think, oh, Information given social media today, the news, this people should be able to find information. Um, what's lacking in that, and, and, and what goes to the macro is, it's very difficult when searching on your own to get to the information that you need today. Having an organization that can help you guide your guide through the noise to get to the content 
is a resource that's that's just needed. Right, and you say the noise is the noise is right, and the noise is pretty loud when things aren't going well, and we've all been in that situation. You know, you're stuck at home. Where you've got you've got young children. You're a single parent. You know, you're, you're, things aren't going well. That's when it's hardest. It's actually hardest to to make a plan, and and that's our job. It's just to help to say, well. Think, think about this and let's make a plan and let's help you with part of that and let's connect you with some funding because it is possible to find funding for some of the things you might need and uh, you know where would you like to be in a year's time and I, I, I think that families deserve to have that one of the things about Aspen and it may be it is one of the things that's a bit special people here are very disconnected from their families in many cases I don't know about you well you don't live here but my family is a very long way away my natural supports uh, you know, my my family's just not here. I can't sit across the table from my auntie and say, "What would you What would you do?" Which I think is how things might I be in an ideal world. So I hope that we can help provide some of that for people, or put them in touch with that here. Has working with Aspen Family Connections changed the way you looked at you look at your neighbors, uh, or even members uh, of your own huge, immediate family? Hugely. I tell you, if I was ever tempted to judgment, and we all are tempted to judgment. Um, I would like to think that that has gone. You know, I can't, it, it, it's tempting to say, you know, a bad parent or a bad decision or, no. I, I think until, until you really, you can never know what somebody else is going through. So I think that's been a, sometimes it's a bit like having x-ray specs and you see too much. And I, I wish we could do more. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. I really wish we could do more. Well, Catherine, uh, I wish that you can do more as well. And I want to thank you so much for speaking with me oh, today. It's a pleasure. Thank you uh, so it's, much. It's been very eye-opening. I think that what Aspen Family Connections is doing is, is extremely important and could be a model for communities that are not dissimilar to, to Aspen yeah, as well. I'd like to think so. Well, thank you so much for inviting me along. No, well, thank you. And to our audience, I, I hope that with this show, you've come a little bit closer to achieving the good life. Thank you for tuning in to Grassroots Television. Visit grassrootstv.org for on-demand community archive footage, as well as educational, inspiring, and entertaining local programming. A contribution to Grassroots TV allows us to bring your voice to the valley and to preserve media that will be enjoyed by future generations. Visit us at grassrootstv.org and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Twitter. We encourage you to support all the local businesses and citizens that generously underwrite grassroots programming and play an integral role in nurturing open communication among the residents of the Roaring Fork Valley since 1972. Thank you for tuning in to Grassroots Community Network.